Oh shit, dude, I meant to say what I meant to say what's up guys? I just couldn't fucking do it, man. Oh shit. YouTube biking. Let's go. Yeah, dude, sick. This is how I spend my Saturday nights. Thank y'all for joining me. And these are the arms that belong to I hope you love in life. Every day and every night. Girl, and here is the soul of which you've taken control. Can't you see what's up, YouTube? So you want me to do a little explaining, is that it? Open, Open your ears, bitches. It's the Yad Yad. What's up, YouTube? What's up? What's up, YouTube? It's, it's so weird when they say, what's up, YouTube? Like, that's not who you're talking to, man. YouTube is just like the platform. It's not a real thing. Like, it's not, it's not, it's an inanimate object. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not talking to YouTube. You're talking to the, the viewer. <laughs> so it's it's more accurate to say, what's up, guys? But we're back. We're talking about YouTube biking. Uh, What's been going on? I've been, uh... No, I'm not going to say I've been like overwhelmed, but I've been very, I, I just, I, I don't, what the fuck am I trying to say, man? I don't take this shit lightly when someone gives me uh, some feedback or someone sends me a message. I don't take it for granted. That's the word I was looking for. I, do, I just, that means a lot to me because look, when you're, when you're nothing in BMX for fucking 20, 20 some odd years, and then you finally start getting some people, you know, sending you messages, sending you some kind words, it's really kind of a shock, you know, and it's, I'm just here to tell you that life ain't over. I know I've said that many times, but I'm 36 now, and I've never had any sort of, you know, I've always had a lot of friends in BMX, and I've met a lot of good people, but I've never had any sort of like, I don't know, man. You know what I'm saying. What's been going on with you? Hit me up. I want to I wanna talk. I want to see what's been going on in your life. Me, I've just been thinking about a lot of things, man. I've been thinking about, like, what... 
and hit me up if you think of something, but what does it take for you to have a good day? Like what, I, I think of some things that could happen in the morning or just like throughout the day that would make you say like, you know what, today's going to be a good day. Like sometimes I'll I'll wake up and I'll get I'll get in my car for work or my truck for work and I'll look down and my gas my gas gauge is it's at full. You know, and I remembered like, oh shit, I filled up last night. It's gonna be a good day. You know, like it's just the tiniest little thing that could just like create this this positive attitude for the day. Like I told you I told you guys I was I was collecting cards. Like if I go to Walmart in the morning and I hit some cards, it's like you know what, man? It's gonna be a good fucking day today. Or let's say, let's say you get like a, let's say you drop a clean deuce. You know, like you you go you go to the restroom in the morning, you do your thing, and you drop a clean deuce. You only it only takes like one swipe, and you you're like, damn, man. Fuck yeah, it's gonna be a good day. It's stupid. It's like you gotta hit that one that single swipe. And you drop that clean deuce and you're like, fuck, it's going to be a good clean day, man. I feel good. Drop that clean deuce and it's going to be good. But yeah, so I've been thinking about these little things that can happen in your life that just creates a good day, like positive vibes for that day. So let me know what your thing is. I know on Saturday mornings I drink coffee. Uh, Sunday mornings too, I'll drink like a nice like hot cup of coffee. I'll watch a little YouTube. Uh... You know, it kind of goes into the episode today, but yeah, I watch some YouTube, drink some coffee. That's my, that's my like hour to myself, you know? So that's just one thing that just gets my weekend going. But what do y'all do? What's, what, what, what causes a good day for you? You know, we're talking about YouTube biking. I'm, I'm just here to tell you up front. I'm, uh, I'm probably a bigger fan of YouTube than, than most of you. Um, I'm just assuming that because I watch a lot of shit on YouTube. I watch, Shit, man, the other day, let's just put it this way, man, I watched a dude restore a cast, or no, not a cast, like, yeah, I guess it'd be cast, an iron skillet. Like, I, I watched a video of that. It was about 25 minutes, this dude just restored this iron skillet. <laughs> like, this shit, this shit is just consumed. Every every time I'm on TV, I'm turning on YouTube. But when it comes to BMX, it's just, it, it's... Obviously, it's it's been around for a while now. You think about Adam LZ in the early days of doing that BMX vlogging, and then Austin Augie kind of took it and made it his own thing. And I don't know, it kind of evolved from there. But it just became this—I don't know—it's like this thing that you you just go on this, you get into this groove, and you go down this path, and then you just become another one of those like BMX vlogs. And then you know you get a catchy title that has to have BMX in the title. Do me a favor, next time you're on YouTube, go search for, for uh, you know, you're looking at a BMX video or something. I fucking guarantee BMX will be in the title of that video because it's a click, it's like a it's like a tag, you know? That you search BMX and boom, that's going to pop up. So if you guys are watching, you know, a YouTube video from a BMX vlog or something, if they don't put BMX in the title, call that shit out. Hit them up, be like, ha ha, I caught you lacking. You didn't put BMX in the title, you didn't get... That extra, you know, 5,000 views, that little bump. I, I, look, I already started by saying I love YouTube. Uh, and, and you know what? I watch a lot of 
Scotty Kramer's videos. I watched a lot of Austin Augie's videos because I like to think I'm very well-rounded in BMX and I kind of like all different types of things and I'm not afraid to say it either. So uh, today's guest, we have Brant Moore. He's kind of that, he's that dude. You know, he's an avid YouTuber and he's not afraid to say, hey, I'm trying to make this thing work for me and I'm trying to make it happen and this is what I enjoy doing. So fuck you. Those aren't his exact words, but that's just kind of the you know, the gist I got from the conversation, uh, kind of, he's, he was, he's much more friendly, but you get what I'm saying, but yeah, I watch all different types of shit, man, I watch people open cards, you know, packs of cards, I watch fishing videos, a lot of fishing videos on YouTube, what are y'all watching on YouTube, you got any sort of kind of like hidden, hidden, you know, genres or topics or whatever videos that I just don't know about? Some mornings, you know what? Like going back to that drink of coffee. Some mornings, I'll put on a, I'll put on like a beach sunrise. You know, I'll put like a jungle rain. <laughs> you think I'm joking? I'm not. Ask my wife, man. She she'll walk out in the morning, and I'm sitting there watching a fucking a snowy, you know, a, a snowy hill. <laughs> Dude, I don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about. Let's get into this interview with Brant Moore. We're talking about YouTube biking. Uh, let me know your thoughts on YouTube. As a matter of fact, hold up. Hold up. We got a couple calls that came in the hotline. Let's let's jump in. Let's hit those up real quick. Yo, Casey. It's your boy, Marilyn Nick. What up, I'm Nick? my way home, long commute. Saw you were asking about YouTube and if it was good or bad for... That thing we call BMX. Mm. I think it's all what you make that shit out to be, man. Like, That's right. look at what Scotty Kramer did. You know, he was doing Days in the Life, got real fucked up, and there was no way he was going to be able to fulfill sponsor obligations, you know, being basically paralyzed. But he turned that into a, uh, like, an inspirational kind of a thing. Yep. Um, there's some other guys that aren't really doing that, but... You know, the fact that I can get on YouTube and search up old bike videos when I'm sitting on a shitter is pretty rad, you know? Uh, yep. You used to have to have a tape of everything or, you know, some of us that are old and have old BMX videos that they weren't kept in the best of spots. The tapes were deteriorating and falling apart. I can just Google Dirty Deeds and that shit comes up on YouTube, but I can watch Rooftop doing bar spins off our handrails, you know what I'm saying? Like... All that kind of stuff, man. It's, it's. I feel like it's what you make of it and what you look at it to be. If you don't like YouTube, you're gonna think that shit sucks for BMX. Yep. If you look up on YouTube how to replace a seal in your dishwasher, you probably think YouTube's alright for BMX because you can look at that shit too. So, this is my two cents, man. Have a good one. Later. You know what, Nick? I'm starting to think. <laughs> You and I, man, I, I, just, I swear to God, dude, we, you know, we never, we never really met in real life, but I think we kind of hit it off, dude, <laughs> which is like, we relate on a lot of shit, man, uh, you said it right, dude, it's all what you make it, um, if you like YouTube, you think it probably, you know, it could be good for BMX, if you don't like YouTube, you wouldn't, you wouldn't get on there and look for BMX shit, I guess, I don't know. But there's, you know, there's a big difference between like a, a BMX vlog, like I said, and like Vans posting a video on YouTube. It's like, it's like this, man. You're going out and you're going to film a video for YouTube. 
or you're going to film a video and just happen to put it on YouTube. You know, there's a big difference there. But thanks for that call, Nick. Good to hear your voice again, man. I see you've been you've been riding a little bit, posting some clips, and uh, I'm glad you I'm glad you're doing that, man. And uh, let's uh, I think we got one more. I think we got more and more, and we got a couple texts that came in the hotline. Yo, texts are cool. I I appreciate the text, but hit me up with a voicemail. It's a three minute max, but you know I think you can get in what you got to get in, and it's good to have your voice. You know, it's good to have your voice heard on this shit. This is your outlet. You got you're thinking about something. Just hit me up. We're gonna put it up on here. Let everybody hear about it because I think it's good to vent a little bit. Not not necessarily in a in a negative way, but just like speak your mind on something. You know, something you've been feeling, something you've been thinking about. It's good to just like air that out uh, out loud. You know, a lot of times we kind of internalize that. We tell we tell things to ourselves, but we don't get the chance to really like vocalize it. So hit me up. Let me know what you're thinking about just life in general. All right, let's take this last call, and then we're gonna get to this interview with Brant Moore. It's about an hour long, so hang, you know, hang tight, sit tight, uh, keep your game tight. Let's go. Yo, what's up, buddy? I feel like I can call you, buddy, straight the fuck up because I've been listening to you so much. Uh, I listen to you on my drive home. I listen to you while I'm on this uh, production line here making. Eight tracks for Teslas. Uh, it's a treat. I really feel like uh, if you were in my town, we would have been BMX homies. You that's know what up. I mean? Like that's the beautiful thing about one of the beautiful things about BMX to me is that no matter what, if you live somewhere and you meet another dude who rides BMX, nine out of ten, he's gonna be the homie. Um, call in <laughs> today because there you go with the homie. To the uh, season three, episode one. And I dig it, man. I uh, really enjoy what you're doing. I appreciate what you're doing. And uh, it kind of just made me want to chit-chat with you a little bit, dude. Like, whether you just listen to this or we actually uh, get a chance to chat, don't matter to me. I like what you're doing. I respect what you're doing. And I appreciate the hell out of what you're doing. Thank you, man. Um, For me, the local pro thing was really awesome because I didn't have too many local pros growing up, um, especially as a young buck. Uh, I grew up in San Francisco, so I didn't get to ride my bike very much. I was pretty much just in my backyard, like, made a little circle track, watched the X Games, and that was, like, the extent of my BMX reality. Perspective, And then I moved out to Sacramento, which is the valley. Um, Moved out there. (laughs) One day I was riding my bike to uh, school, and I stumbled across 12 acres of dirt jumps. It was actually called uh, Tracy's Acres or 12 Acres. Um, and when I saw that, man, I remember being, I feel like I've heard of that, seeing these dudes 10, 12 feet in the air on these huge doubles, dirt jumps everywhere. I couldn't even, I didn't even want to do anything else but that. So that's what I did. I rode my bike, man. It was absolutely fantastic. Now being 32, uh, have been riding for so long. I absolutely love it. 3.2. So I didn't really have anybody take me under their wing. So, uh, as a 32-year-old guy who was never pro, never anything in BMX, I uh, kind of taken on guiding some of the young kids at the the um, local skate park nowadays. It's been there you a blast go. watching these kids progress and do shit that I never even thought that I could do when I was 15 years old. Um, I'm starting to rant now, man, because Pretty I'm good. over here just working on this 
production line, and I'm trying to <laughs> be coherent enough to talk to you. I have so many things in my brain, it's hard to keep track. But, man, um, I'm going to let you go. It's probably enough to digest for now. If you have any questions, my name is at TerribleDM on Instagram. We've talked a few times already. I appreciate the hell out of what you're doing. I can't wait to get my shirt. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, sorry, dude. It's a three-minute it's a three minute cutoff. <laughs> dude, you just made a really fucking good point going back to the local pro. It's like your local pro was a set of trails, dude. It wasn't even a person. It was... <sighs> you don't even realize how deep you just got, man. It's like somebody's local pro could be this, you know, maybe a BMX track or, like you said, a set of trails or a skate park or a ramp that they've been sweating so hard. You know, you sweat you sweat skate parks hard back in the day, man. I used to sweat scrap like it was fucking, like it was a thing, like it was a, like it was a person. You know, you just get nervous rolling up to shit like this, and that was your local pro. You talk about going to trails, man. I remember going to my first set of, like, they weren't even, like, legit, but they were legit in my eyes. And that it... It's, you all know the feeling. It's like the shaky, jittery, nervous feeling you get when you roll up to a new spot, especially when you were younger and especially in those days, in the 90s and 2000s. That I, I think the vibes were different when you roll up to a new spot. Maybe I'm wrong, and I have been corrected on this by some other people uh, sharing their opinions, saying, like, I still get that feeling. I still get that nervous feeling when I roll up to a new skate park. I get that a little bit, but, man, you just can't compare it to what it used to be. But, hey, man, that call was great. I really appreciate it. And all the love you just gave, man, I really appreciate that too. But, really, you just opened up my eyes to another aspect of this local pro um, series that I'm doing. What were some parks? What were some trails? What were some spots that that intimidated you so much that it was almost like the local pro. You know, you, you sweated it so hard, it just it, it, it gave you this nervous feeling rolling up to it. <sighs> that shit was deep, man. I appreciate the call, dude. Uh, finally, let's get to this interview with uh, Brant Moore, avid YouTuber, not afraid to show it. Brant Moore BMX on YouTube. I've searched that many times. I'm not afraid to say it. Brant Moore, let's go. Right on, man. We got Brant Moore. We're talking about YouTube biking. What up? <laughs> Dude, I got to ask, man. You've been doing YouTube about five years. I went on your page a little bit earlier. And uh, a bunch of your like first videos you did were just kind of like single clips. Yeah, I had this crazy idea when I first started my YouTube channel that I was like, Maybe if I just upload every single video I've ever posted to Instagram, because nobody posts 10 second videos on YouTube, that it'll be a thing. It wasn't a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I think you and I relate in that you seem like you're an idea, man. Like you just got ideas flowing through your mind and that was probably just another idea. Yeah. I mean, it was this, the idea that spawned it all. I was like, man, maybe I won't have to like do any extra work. And I'll be able to just upload my Instagram clips to YouTube and it'll be a thing. And it'll be awesome. <laughs> it was not. <laughs> yeah, I saw a bunch of them had like maybe, you know, six, seven, five views on it. 
But then I yeah. saw as I was scrolling through, I just I saw like a steady increase. And uh, I just want to get, you know, I just want to talk to you a little bit because you're kind of full on doing YouTube and filming all your sessions. And I actually rode with you. And I one thing I noticed is like you always got the camera out. Maybe it's, it's not you personally, but someone's always filming something when you're riding. Is that accurate? Yeah, I mean, for the most part. But in all honesty, that's how it's been since I started riding bikes. Hmm. From the very beginning, we literally filmed everything. How long you been riding? Uh, coming up on 14 or 15 years. I can't remember anymore. 2006. And, uh, and uh, as far as YouTube is concerned, like what, what made you want to just kind of push everything into that outlet? Like who were you watching? Who inspired you to do that stuff? I, you know, I don't really think I watched really any BMX YouTube people because like Scotty started right at the exact same time, maybe a little before or after, but I didn't know it until I had already been doing it. Uh, I didn't really watch. I mean, Adam LZ, everyone Mm. knew he was around, but I didn't like watch him. He wasn't one of my YouTube people. I think I've just, I've always been on YouTube, like from the very beginning i've got videos on youtube from 2007 Mm. so like i've always been there but i I don't know i think there was just the the realization of like the potential of it seeing people like who's who literally are living like their dream Mm -hmm. and it's all from youtube was like it was that combined with the fact that i was like well i'm filming for instagram already and i'm filming way more than 15 seconds so that's where the evolution came from after i uh stopped uploading just my instagram clips Mm -hmm. it was like well i'm already filming way more than it can fit on instagram and more than i like and i'm writing so much that like most of the stuff i'm filming is never ending up anywhere so it's like well i'll just edit together quick little videos from the session and put those online but I guess to answer the question, I, I think the inspiration kind of just sparked one of those idea things, like you were saying, yeah, the idea yeah. man thing. It was like, it was just out of nowhere. It was like, oh, I'm going to do this. Yeah, that's pretty cool, man. Um, I think the most intriguing concept about just YouTube in general is, like you said, just seeing people. And not even like some people are living their dreams, but some people are just living their normal lives. And like, you can see that they're, they're gaining success from just living their normal lives. And that's to me is the most intriguing thing. And I'm here to say like, I'm a avid YouTube watcher myself, man. Like I'm not afraid to say it. All those people listening out there. I don't give a fuck. I watch it all the time, man. I'm I think we all do. I think most people, because one, it's free. (laughs) <laughs> and two you know it's literally youtube it's someone's channel like their tv yeah. channel broadcasting whatever they want to and whatever you're into it doesn't matter if you're into freaking custom dominoes or something yeah. crazy like that there's somebody on youtube who is making videos about the thing that you're into yep. and and i think that's what's so attractive with it and i yeah. really like the comment you just made about people finding success from just like living their lives Mm -hmm. like that is the epitome of 
what my goals are like mm. anymore. I mean, it's always been my goal. Like actually it's kind of crazy. I always like end up connecting dots with my life through these mm-hmm. conversations, even before all of that, like I always wanted to be, this is where like lip Lords comes in. I always was like, I want to be the guy who is successful and makes it somewhere in BMX from a four foot prefab Woodward quarter pipe (laughs) doesn't move to LA or move to where BMX is or change who they are or anything Mm -hmm. like that. Like I want to do it being myself and no one else. And, and I think the exact same thing applies with YouTube. Mm, Absolutely, man. And I love how you're not afraid to, you don't stand behind any, you know, shield. You just like, yeah, I'm here. I want to do this. This is my goal. And you're not afraid to say that. I think that's the most important factor, man. But that skate park, dude, come on. How long you been riding (laughs) that place? Literally since I started riding. Dude, and like you, you didn't take any time to be like, Hey, oh city. Hello. Look at this place. We need something else. We need more. <laughs> yeah, well, here's the thing. Even just to yesterday, my buddy Cody, who was at the skate park when you were there, he yeah. was like, yo, take a picture of that little part of the park and the part over there and send it to the city and be like, look, we need Creek. <laughs> the ramps are cool. Like they lasted 15 years, whatever, but we need something. And he's like, we just want to keep one quarter. Yeah. And, and then I was, my literal response was, I don't want to change anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is important, man, because that's that's such a, a big place and every like BMX rider's heart is their local spot. And you don't oh, want to see yeah. that change. It's, you know, it may not be the best, but it's yours. Yeah. And man, I mean, I will, that's one shield I will stand behind <laughs> is that that the amount of amazing BMX riders who have come from that skate park mm. is incredible. Really? And it, Throw it, me a yeah. little list, man. Who you got? Well, have you ever heard of Chris Markham? Yeah. He's Chris, a K-R-I-S, right? Yes. Yep. He's from Worcester. Like, that was his local skate park. Uh, I don't know of anyone else that you would, like, know of. Obviously, if you, you may have heard of Sponge. Yeah. Oh, so like, these, are, these are big people ju- that is, like, big to you and important yeah. to you. Then. Okay. Yeah. No one that's, like, I mean, obviously, Chris Markham is a, was a big name in BMX and still, like, there's so many people that he is like the best BMX rider ever too, but no one that's gotten like huge, big name pro, you know, did you ever ride Chenga one? No, unfortunately. I think we talked about this now. Yeah. Yeah. It closed down the year I started riding. Mm. Another, another big, like kind of a Mecca for that time. Flow one too. Yeah. The original flow. Yeah, absolutely. Did you ride that? No, that's another Damn. one. I know I missed out on it oh, by like out. just a little bit, but you know what? I, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I'm glad that I missed out on certain things. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I like, I, I'm, I mean, obviously when you look at that era of riding, it's kind of like what I'm into today, yeah. mm-hmm. but I'm, I don't know if I would, it would have changed what I like have become as a totally. BMX rider to go there. Yeah, you were able to develop your own perspective based on what you were able to ride coming up, you know? Yeah, yeah, and I've slowly realized, like, through the years that, like, the base level of everything that I learned and everything that I did growing up riding before I, like, took it and made it my own is, like, a combination of all of the people that I used to ride with. Mm. Like, you look at certain people that I used to ride with and the tricks that they would do, I 
kind of like learned those things and then learned everyone kind of just learned everybody's tricks. Yeah. Very interesting to have like a local park and see yourself develop in, like you said, your styles and how they, how they uh, just come from the other people you got to see ride growing up. That's, that's really interesting, man. I'm going to think about that. I'm too. thankful for it. I'm really thankful for it. Cause now it's like yeah. the memories of it is like, Oh man, I can remember sitting on the exact lip lords quarter pipe years before it was the lip lords quarter pipe with another dude big jt or Corey jones there was a couple people we would just go and sit in ice pick stalls until our front wheels stopped and then like together <laughs> at the same time and then we would go in <laughs> do you remember when that skate park was built or was that before you started riding uh so the story behind that is that there was an original location for it at a different place called knight's field and in, uh, it was there and I actually went to it with my neighbor who ended up getting me into BMX, but he was trying to skateboard at the time. And I was like 10 and 10 or 12 or something like that. And I took like just a little scooter. And uh, after that, there were some complaints about noise or whatever. So then it got moved to where it's at now. A couple mm. of ramps were added and it's there. And I think that was like, man, I want to say early 2000s, I think. Hmm. yes i i can't say pinpoint an exact year but yeah. i think it was early 2000s it was around a couple years before i started riding okay yeah because we around the same time period i guess probably 03 or 04 we got our local park and it was a fucking such a huge moment dude we remember my friends and I remember the uh, semi trucks pulling up with the partially built ramps on it. And like, we oh, had been fighting sick. so hard to get this skate park. And like, I'll never forget that moment of finally seeing them, you know, cause we designed it too. So oh, we, that's we awesome. sent, yeah, we sent the designs to true ride and uh, to see the ramp that we designed on the trailer of the uh, semi was like fucking just this surreal moment you know i can't um, even imagine what that would feel like it was insane. i really can't it it'd be like it'd be like planning out a set of trails and then just the next day they're, they're there. there yeah <laughs> like, dude i would say that was probably one of the best moments that i've experienced in bmx just seeing because me like i'm always creating stuff i'm always designing stuff but to be able to see something like that come to life is just huge but anyways dude i gotta get back to youtube stuff because i was uh, wondering <laughs> i'm very very curious to see like what your plans are and see like how this thing has developed and how you've changed over the years because it looks like you've been doing it about five years like what's what's been the biggest changes for you uh well it's actually coming up on six years here in july which is crazy to me yeah. uh so there's actually been some like insane changes from the very beginning because mm -hmm. when i first started it obviously we talked about the whole instagram thing and then i started putting together session videos but i would never yeah. talk to the camera or anything like that and mm -hmm. i there was a point in time where i wanted to try and be successful on youtube being a person who never talked to the camera because oh, okay. I didn't want to be, I didn't want to do the whole vlog thing. Did you not want to do just, that because you didn't want to do it? Or did you not want to do it because you felt like other people would judge you for doing it? I just didn't want to do it. I, oh, okay. I've, I did a video before I ever uh, like had my YouTube channel going. I did a video for alienation about uh, taking off tires without a tire lever. Okay. And 
I just remembered how like terrified I was to talk to the camera and how much I hated it mm. doing it. So I was just like, man, I don't want to do this. Like, I don't want to talk to the camera. And then yeah. I'm like, well, it'd be awesome if I could be successful without talking to the camera. And I even, I even filmed like vlogs, but without talking to the camera, I, I called <laughs> it life clips. And I just yeah. literally filmed little bits and pieces of my day. Kind of like before stories on Snapchat or Instagram, kind of like, if you mm-hmm. took your stories today and just put them all together into one long video, yeah, I yeah. did that. And, uh, and then it finally got to a point where I like, I, I realized or actually, okay. So the story goes from there that I started to get into like videos about how to be successful on YouTube mm. and like trying to learn about YouTube in general, because all these years, I mean, I started uploading to in 2007 and I never, ever put thought into what I was actually doing Right. to where like you look back on and you're like, man, if I would have done this, it could have <laughs> been so much better. It could have been more yeah. successful. Nobody so did I, like, though. You know, you just winged it. Oh, exactly. So like, I, I finally like started to get into trying to learn about like things you can actually do to help mm-hmm. improve your chances. Mm. And, uh, the main thing that I think actually ended up getting me to talk to the camera is how every single YouTube strategist, whatever person yeah. says, you have to be consistent. And I'm like, well, if I'm going to be consistent, like I, I started to upload my, like every like multiple days a week. And there's only a couple days where I wasn't uploading. Mm-hmm. And then I recognized the, like how the, I'm not sure. I can't think right now. I recognize like how the growth that was bringing, yeah, I guess the momentum. Yeah, yeah. I recognize the momentum that was building. And I was like, okay, so what if I upload every single day? Mm. And that's where the tips and tricks videos started. And those are where I started to talk more, mm-hmm. but I still would like not point the camera at myself for the very beginning ones. And uh, through doing that, I guess I just started to talk to the camera more and more. Did you notice an increase when you started talking to the camera and having your face on there? Well, what you recognize is the personal connection Mm. that you need to be successful in anything you do. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. You, you need a personal, like if you're going to be working with people or Mm -hmm. like the public or anything like that, no matter what you're doing, an audience if you're a customer service person if you work behind the counter at a a coffee shop you have to have this personal connection to them like i mean you don't have to but it just makes it that much better so like i recognized that and it was like okay at this point i i need to like i need to do this and and if i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it yeah so i started to talk to the camera and i guess what people call vlogging yeah so you went down that you went down that path man it, it just kind of sucked you in because <laughs> you just, <laughs> not, you just re- it, it's not a bad thing dude i'm, I'm well yeah, it's I'm, also different though because like there's a there's a pretty big and i i struggle with this thought and i try to keep it in my head all the time there's a pretty big difference between like filming your entire mm-hmm day Mm -hmm. and like every single aspect of what you do throughout a day and filming a session and introducing where you're at because that's a 
that's, I think, what was the most important part to make that connection is like, if we just show up at the skate park and boom, there's riding clips and there's no context or anything like that. Like, why would anyone want to watch that? Right. So if you introduce it and you tell people where you're at and what you're doing and you just kind of bring a little bit of context and personality to it, it's like that much better. Well, let me throw a little curveball at you, man. Throw it. I got two kids, okay? Yep. My daughter, she's seven, and uh, she's been in into YouTube, of course, like any mm-hmm. other kid. But the shit that she watches, dude, is the stuff that has zero fucking context, <laughs> and it's just it's a, it's like a family recording their day, and that's the yeah. shit that makes me bitter toward it. But like, there's other, there's a bunch of other shit, but those are the ones that are getting like 10 million, 20 million views, man. It's insane. And like what I was getting at with the whole, what I was saying that I try to keep in mind is like, why, I don't, why would anyone give a fuck what I'm doing when I wake up in the morning? Why do you want to see me? I'm not going to say making coffee because I don't drink coffee, but why do you want to see me like just my daily routine? Like if if you do great, but what nothing, I feel like nothing about me is so special that anyone I don't feel like anyone should care to see that. You know what, man? I think I'd like to see in a, a day in the life. And I, you know what? You know who's a prime example? Austin Augie. I've watched fucking damn near all of his videos, man. And That's he crazy. would just go get coffee and ride around New York. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. It's wild. I, 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 I can, it. Yeah, I mean, it's the crazy part of it. It's like, I, I don't know. There's almost it's a weird thing in my head, I guess, because like when you get to a certain level, you have this notoriety and you Mm. have this base of people Mm. who enjoy watching what you do. And it's like, okay, you have an audience. Maybe they do care what your day looks like on the beginning. But if you just wake up one day and you're like, all right, I'm going to film my day and put it on the internet. Like there's, it's like almost a weird thing right then. And nobody going to watch that. (laughs) You know, you got to build it up. I got a friend uh, up in Milwaukee. He's a young, he's a younger dude, uh, BMX guy, and he has a YouTube channel. And that's kind of what he's doing. He's just kind of, I don't know. I guess you could say just a vlog, right? And yeah. I just noticed he's not gaining any sort of following. And I don't know, man. I would love to just kind of like talk to him and give him tips, but like, and and even at one point you were doing fishing videos and I kind of gave you some, my opinions, I guess, but yeah. who am I to say, you know what I mean? I'm just a dude who watches YouTube, but, and you're going to make the videos you want to make. But I just remember I see this kid making videos and it's not going anywhere. And it kind of like, it just kills me a little bit. I, I wish I could be like, yo, you got to do this and this and this, but he's doing what he wants to do, you know? Yeah. Well, I think part of it too, though. And like, I guess that's the question of like, is this, and obviously you wouldn't know the answer, but like, is this kid doing exactly what he wants to do and just being himself or is he doing what he's doing to try and like be something else and put that on the internet? Because that's where, that's where I, my personal line is like, is if, if this kid is being himself and that's all he's being and just putting out exactly what he wants to, then, then there's like, I would never give, I would, I would only give analytical statistical Mm -hmm. YouTube SEO advice to someone like that to try and improve their chances on YouTube, but I would never give them like advice on what to do and what not to do because like, 
it's just like free it's just like bmx and that it's freestyle totally. but if this kid is very obviously being someone that he's not and just mm-hmm. trying to put out a fake persona out there mm-hmm. to gain a following and it's not going anywhere that's when i would be like look you gotta be yourself man like the, the every single successful person on YouTube, not every single one, obviously, but yeah, yeah. most of these people that you see who are being successful are the lucky ones who were themselves and gained a following. And for every single one of them, there's probably thousands of oh, other yeah. people who weren't themselves or were themselves and just didn't get lucky or or didn't put in as much work yeah there's no denying and no getting away from how much work it is yeah to be successful on youtube unless you get like incredibly lucky but dude like i made videos for years Mm -hmm. before i ever saw even a penny show up on my youtube analytics and I, this is going to be the first time I've ever talked about this publicly, mm. but there's like a running joke between myself and Victoria and my girlfriend that every mm. single time, like something big happens and like, Oh, there, there's a new record month for like ad money on YouTube. I'm like, yeah. remember the <laughs> first time? Cause I sent her a picture of the first ever penny oh. that I made on YouTube and I was so excited about it. And I sent her a picture and her response was just laughing. <laughs> and I was like, remember when you laughed? <laughs> yeah, you laughed when I hit <laughs> that penny. Now this happened and it's just like, it. I don't know. There's something and, about it. Yeah, going back to the work that you got to put in, man. I fucking tried to make one YouTube video. I had this whole day planned. I'm going fishing. I'm going to take my daughter. We're going to go hit some rivers and some streams. Bro, I've, I got to the first creek and i closed <laughs> i was filming the closing the door of my car like just yeah. filming b-roll and it hit my camera and i quit i was like nah i'm done <laughs> like this, this is not worth it and my daughter's like whining in the back seat like nah i'm good dude yeah yeah it's, it's hard it's not easy sometimes you means. just don't want to film shit you know yeah i man i definitely have days like that and <laughs> I, I i have they're very, very, very few and far yeah. between. Like I can't even really remember a day where I'm like, I'm not feeling it. I'm well, yeah, not yeah. filming today. You and I think the groove, you know. Well, I think part of it is what I was saying earlier about how I filmed everything yeah. from the from the time I started riding. I mean, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what it was. I have my first ever five tap on video. <laughs> I, I and like I have the reaction of everyone around and I literally at that point in time just had one of those crappy little point and shoot cameras that would sit on top of the box jump pointing at the quarter pipe and I would literally just have it sitting there recording for minutes and minutes at a time yeah until I finally landed and I did that with everything yeah um it's almost, and you still do that because yeah. I was just riding with you and your girlfriend was over there and she had just had the camera rolling the whole time, which is fucking sweet. It's easier to do that than to stop riding and pull out your phone and try to get a clip. In my oh opinion. yeah. Yeah. And anymore. I mean, I think that's the bit, I think that's kind of a big thing that differentiates what I'm doing from what a lot of the other BMX YouTube people are doing. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I obviously, 
some of them film their sessions and just whatever, but I feel like a lot of them go into their day just with the idea that we're, I'm filming a video and this is what it's going to be. And, and I'm not like, I kind of have an idea of what's going on and, and this is what I'm going to do where I'm just going in. Like I'm just filming whatever happens during the session and hoping that it makes a video. Yeah. Do you uh, find yourself picking apart other, other BMX YouTubers videos and just kind of, uh, you know, just critiquing them and stuff like that? Uh, Not as much when it's just like the whole, I'm just filming whatever I'm filming. I guess, do you even watch a lot of BMX YouTube? Uh, There's a couple of them. I've I've started watching Scotty like Mm. way back when their channel started blowing up and I've enjoyed watching those videos. So I still Mm -hmm. watch his here and there. Um, I used to watch Spencer Forsman a lot. Mm -hmm. Those are really the only two, but like BMX Caden. I I actually watched the first video of his that I've ever watched last week. Oh, damn. And and I went into it thinking, oh, here we go. Like, this is one of them kid YouTubers who like, who's like, it's going to be, it's, yeah, it's his parents like telling him what to do or so. I like, I had preconceived notions just thinking it was going to be another one of those things. And then I watched it. And at the end I was like, you know what? That was really good. Mm. That was awesome. Like that kid is being himself and he's just having fun and they're just filming whatever they want to film. And it was, it was cool. But to answer your question about critiquing people, the only time I really will do that is when it's like so overly for the purposes of being on YouTube and like trying to be this, like a clickbaity, like we're, obviously Mm -hmm. not this isn't if if it wasn't for this camera and this youtube channel we would not ever do this in a million years yeah that's the stuff that i like i almost that's what i never want to become right and and then the other time is when it's informational and it's just not the right it's the information Mm -hmm. is not correct and you're you're almost like and like the people like know it it's it's Mm -hmm. like obvious like like misleading stuff and and people know it and they recognize you know, obviously you can't deny it but still have it out there so like i think what gets me about it is just that i try to be factual and truthful in every single thing i put out there and and i don't want anyone to ever like could take it, my advice and then have something bad happen from it because yeah. it wasn't right mm-hmm and one thing you do really well on your on your news um videos is like you'll you'll really like put a disclaimer out like hey this is my opinion on this subject and uh that's all it is and then we'll talk about the facts and well, I like dude that. when when you don't is when people yeah. just <laughs> can't fucking handle it it's insane <laughs> yeah. yeah and and i don't I, I just put that there so that no one can be like oh yeah, oh my yeah. god that's good little uh uh preventative maintenance if you will. that's that's kind of what it is yeah. anymore honestly and, so, and I, go ahead man i'll just yeah hold it for about one sec I, i'll just say that i also do it uh to try and i recognize that my stuff is growing and that i have even every single day i have more and more of a responsibility yeah to do things like that 
and make sure it's known that it's my opinion and, and mm-hmm. separate the facts from the opinion as well as just be as accurate as I can possibly be in yeah. tip type videos. Because like I said, I never want someone to be led astray by something that I'm saying. And I also never want people to like speculate or start rumors or spread any misinformation based on something I'm saying. Sure. Yeah. You kind of leave it all right there. And this is yep. what it is. Do you find yourself, uh, uh, do you find a level of responsibility for making, continuing to make YouTube videos? Man, I think that most people who are successful on YouTube will tell you that at a certain point, you get to a level just because of the amount of work it takes to mm-hmm. be successful on YouTube. You get to this point where you feel guilty when you're not sure working on something like I got, I've gotten to a point to where when I'm just sitting there and I'm just like watching videos for an hour on end, I'm like, what the hell am I doing? Like I could have a video done in this time. And I'm like, I'm literally just wasting my time right now when I could be doing this. And I think I just got to that point and I can't go backwards now. That's the scary thing about social media and just not even, I guess social media would be one example, but just doing anything. Um, the longer you go without doing it, the more you don't want to do it. It seems like sometimes. Oh, absolutely. You like posting on Instagram or even film, even recording this podcast. If I go a few weeks and then I notice it will go a week longer and I'll, I'll want to do it even less. I'll be in this weird little funk. It's not like a depression, but it's like an, this emptiness almost, you know? I 100% see that and that's why the lip lords instagram page kind of comes back for a second and then dies <laughs> off because yeah. i'm like i'm like oh dude yeah. lip tricks are coming back right now breaks mm-hmm. are coming back i have to mm-hmm. post on this thing so we can help yeah. it go even faster and then i'm like oh but i have my youtube channel i'm making a yeah. video every single day and uh yeah yeah and again man i like how you uh, are very open about that feeling and like I, like I said, I share the same feeling and for anyone listening, don't be afraid to, you know, to tell people how you feel, man. It's not, it's not bad to, to feel this way about not wanting to post on, on Instagram or whatever. If you feel out of the loop because you haven't posted in a while, that's a normal feeling. Yeah, man. And I, I 100% feel like BMX is this thing that almost trains people to like follow the, or to tread the line. Like mm. you have to do this or, mm. or you're not a BMX rider. You have to be this way. You have to post on Instagram yeah. and you have to do this and have to do that and, yeah, and whatever. And, and literally like the thing I care about most anymore is just the transparency side of things. Like sure. if you don't want to post on Instagram, don't fucking post on sure. Instagram. Like yeah. if you like, unless you're in a position where you like are riding for a company and you're representing a company and you are an investment to a company and you like have to return on that investment, then that's different. But at the same time, if you don't want to do those things, then maybe you're not a good representative for that company. You're not qualified. Yeah. I mean, what, what kind of scares me the most is like, if, if a person, and I know this fucking has to happen. If a person gets in that loop to where they're not getting, they're not putting out any content and then they're feeling more and more guilty about that. Like you said, it gets to the point where they just don't want to fucking ride anymore. Yeah. That, that's just, 
that's just not good, man. And, but you know what? Sometimes, I mean, obviously there's cases of that where it's like, it's an innocent thing and it ends up there and it's nobody's fault and it just kind of sucks. But then at the same time, the way I look at that is like, you got yourself into, and I'm strictly talking about like people who are sponsored fighters who are sure. being paid to do this stuff. Like you got yourself in this position of a professional BMX rider mm-hmm. and if, and you have a job to do. And if you can't do that job, then let then somebody else who will yeah. do that job should be doing it yeah like if, if you're gonna be if you're gonna not be yourself and do something that you don't really want to do just to get into a position and then you're all bummed out because you got in that position and now you don't want to do it anymore yeah. well then that sucks for all of the people who just naturally enjoy that and mm-hmm. could be like doing more with it yeah I understand that for sure. Um, I'm talking about, I'm talking about the. Let's say you got a rider who's been riding for 20 years and gets to the point where he can't relate to BMX anymore because it's gone down this this kind of this funnel a little bit. That's the shit that kind of bugs me. But um, yeah, if 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 a if a rider would ever have to just kind of hang it up because because he can't contribute anymore, he or she, you know, it, I don't know. That's when I would say dude delete the instagram app <laughs> yeah delete the facebook yes. app dude figure out go back to remembering why you enjoyed riding in the That's first right. place because there is nobody who is gonna be at your local skate park like dude why are you not posting on instagram you're here riding but why aren't you posting like yeah they're they people care more the people who matter in your life unless you've built connections with people across the the world who want to see you ride Mm -hmm. the people who matter in your life that you ride with on a daily basis they don't care (laughs) yeah on instagram or not they just want to be there riding with you and that matters way 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 more than anything else so i would say like you gotta you gotta like you recognize that feeling and then toss that shit in the trash can (laughs) and and go ride your bike yeah that kind of brings me to a point going back to youtube you had posted a while back about this uh this angler, this fisherman uh, YouTube, and you had quoted something from him, or maybe you posted a clip of him. Oh, you're talking about Lojo? I don't know his name, but I've definitely watched him a bunch. But I remember one specific video he made kind of just talking about his channel and what he's planning on doing with it. He said that he had gotten out of the army after being in for, I think, eight years and just focusing solely on making uh, YouTube fishing videos. And for a while, I was like very bitter about that. I'm like, I don't know why I, I don't know why I was bitter, but then I thought about. It, I was like, wait, I've always heard that if you want to pursue something that you're passionate about, first thing you got to do is just fucking quit your job, man, and just focus <laughs> solely on that. So, I, I that kind of struck me. I was like, he's right, man. Like, yeah. all it, it it might just take that, like you said, deleting the Instagram, feeling that that value again to it, you know? Yeah, and you know what I. I actually completely forgot a really big part of uh, my YouTube channel and stuff mm-hmm. from the whole entire story. So uh, I started my channel in 2015, July of 2015. I was uploading those Instagram videos and everything. Yeah. And then, and at that time I had a pretty good job. Like okay. I was, I was getting paid pretty good and I was putting money in my retirement every single week, trying to pay my student loans down. And then just randomly one day after the, a new person started working there, they, they were immediately cutting down costs and mm. I got laid off. Mm. And 
So I was on unemployment for six months and I recognized that six months as an opportunity Mm. to try and make something happen with YouTube. So I was trying to make this happen in six months. And this is where it came from of trying to be the person who's vlogging without actually vlogging and be successful. And all of these different ideas came up because I kind of gave myself this like deadline where I'm like, I'm going to try and make this happen so that I don't have when my like unemployment stops or whatever, I don't have to go back and get another job. Yeah. And the reality of it is, and the truth of it, and this is where the people who are thinking about starting YouTube and like actually pursuing it as a job should listen is that that did not happen. (laughs) It didn't happen at all. And, and I don't know how unemployment works, but I stopped collecting it after six months. <laughs> I, because like the, it got to the end of the period that it was in and I didn't like, I, I wasn't aware that you could like reapply. And I also was like sick of it. I'm yeah. like, dude, I don't want this to be like my life. Sure. So when it's, it started to go, it's when it started to get closer to that. And I recognized it wasn't happening. I immediately started with just scouring Craigslist for like jobs you can do at home. Mm. Every single day, I was just trying to find something. And then weird shit. Oh, there's always weird (laughs) stuff on there. But the the one I ended up landing on was uh, a job editing pictures for a women's clothing store in Cleveland. Uh, Like turning the background pure white so it could go on the website. And like, that's right up my alley. All they do is drop the pictures in the folder I download them, edit them, put them back in that folder and I get paid at the end of the month. Yeah. And I'll be honest, I barely, cause I had my minimum payment on my student loans was $900. <laughs> and you know, I'm living dude. at home with my parents. <sighs> They're making, I'm paying rent to live here and I'm barely getting enough money. This is going to be, Wow. There's a couple of firsts. I've never talked about this publicly <laughs> at all. Uh, and I'm barely, like, like Victoria and I are rarely going out. Like we're, I'm saving, I'm, like I'm to the point where I'm not filling my gas tank up anymore mm. because I'm like trying, I'm worried about money. Yeah. And this is still even living at home. And, and all the while I'm pushing because I recognize the potential of a YouTube channel and like yeah. uploading every single day. And I just love videos. Like I still remember the exact second when somebody told me that you could make videos for a living. But yeah. uh, so from there, it got to a point where like I had savings saved up from my job because it was a really good job and I was getting paid well. And I'm using that to pay my student loans and I see it running out. Yeah, And then I also see my YouTube channel going from whatever and going up like it's doubling in views over the year. Like it doubles in views and then the money I'm making per month doubles. I mean, it's only like it goes from $5 to $10, but but it's still like it's doubling. And I'm like, well, if I can keep up this doubling, then maybe it'll get to a point where it's sustainable. And so I keep going with that. And then my, my savings starts to, you know, run out a little bit. Yeah. And so I took, cause I had a 401k that I was literally dumping 25% of my paycheck into every single two weeks. Mm-hmm. So what I did was I, I took 10 grand out of that mm. and put it in, I took it out and put yeah. it in my savings account so yeah. that I could pay my stuff and continue doing what I was doing. But then I also, 
not too long after that found a part-time video editing job mm. that uh that also really helped out and uh so that like kind of was like a lifeline that i used yeah. because i was trying to be successful right. on youtube like I, I was just my dream to be successful on youtube i i was going to do it no matter how much money it paid me and i was going to go until i literally was out of options and have to go and find a full-time job again and i'm like extremely lucky that even still because i'm still like trying to pay my student loans down like mm -hmm. i live in my parents house so i'm not going to lie to anybody mm -hmm. uh but that all of those things are adding up and my youtube views are still like my views and money is doubling over the year period yeah. and uh and finally in the last year things are getting to a point where like i'm actually growing yeah and i'm not like f worried about stuff as much anymore nice. and i'm paying my student loans down as fast as i possibly can yeah. so that we can get the hell out of the house and yeah and do whatever like i i life goals i want to buy a duplex live in half of it rent the other half out and i'm trying mm -hmm. to pay my student loan stuff down so i'm not you know crazy tens of thousands of dollars in debt anymore yeah but like that is the journey that i have gone through to make to be successful try to yeah. be successful and grow yeah. on youtube and and had i not had the lifeline of having the luxury of being able to live in my parents' house for rent mm -hmm. is like pretty cheap mm -hmm. and also uh, have that 401k that I luckily put money into yeah. to, to save myself. I would definitely have had to quit a long time ago. Oh, wow. I would have still done it. Like I just yeah. wouldn't have been every single day. Yeah. Damn, man. Well, thanks for sharing that, dude. Um, <laughs> I've never told that story before, honestly. I There's appreciate people, it, man. I mean, even, I don't even know if Victoria knows how, like, worried about money I was at a certain sure. point. I appreciate you getting real, man. I got, uh, that kind of leads me to my next point. You're, you're growing and uh, you just hit a million views on one of your videos. Uh, my first question about that, I have a couple questions, but my first one is, how'd that, how'd that make you feel? Dude, it's crazy. <laughs> it's it's seriously insane to even see that happen like like i've known forever the potential and like when you make i'm almost at 2000 videos on youtube wow when you make 2000 videos there's got to be one that yeah. pops and does right. good and this is the first one that's like legitimately gone viral i sure. would call it yeah None of the other ones. I have other videos that have hundreds of thousands of views, but those are all videos that have gained that over time sure. and over year, year over year periods. So like to see this one first, it was like, oh my gosh, it's, it's picking up. And now it's getting like a thousand views a day. This yeah. is awesome. Like I love whenever this happens because it helps my channel out a lot. Sure. And then 2000 views a day, 3000, 4000, wow. 5000 10,000 views a day. There was a point in time where that video got like 80,000 views in a yeah. day. I mean, how does that happen, dude? Like it's what? the YouTube, the YouTube blessing me. That's, That's what I call so it. Weird, man. It's, it's wild, but YouTube picks like this. It's random how they do it, but they pick random videos what and the fuck. <laughs> yeah. And, and like 
that video alone, I can even just pull it up right now. That video alone has gotten 5,000 subscribers what since it was uploaded in December on its own. Dude. So it's like, I've been watching that happen. And then since then the growth has been like crazy. I mean, like I was just looking at it the other day. I've gotten like 10,000 subscribers in the last like eight months or something like that. Yeah. It just, it blows my mind. So like to answer the question of how it makes me feel like, I wouldn't say it just, I get stoked whenever I see it. Of course. I just I mean, get stoked and I'm like, oh my God, like it's finally happening. It's literally, <laughs> it's like, I've been working so fucking hard mm -hmm. for the past five years, just hoping that one day. I'm going to be able to just be self-sustaining from YouTube. I don't yeah. care if I ever get to the millions. I just want to get to the point where it pays all of my bills for the month and I can just do what I like, enjoy life because I'm filming myself riding bikes for a yeah. job. I feel like if it were me, I'd, I'd kind of feel like I beat like a boss in a video game or something. Oh, you know? totally. Like you finally, like I, I fucking won. It took <laughs> me a while, but I fucking did it. Like, how do you, what, what was different about that video? Do you think? I honestly, I kind of like had a feeling, but at the same time, I've had feelings about tens, a <laughs> hundred <laughs> yeah. other videos that I'm like, Oh, this could be the one. Like I made a video. I put days into editing this video, like staying up till three o'clock in the morning, multiple nights in a row where I made this video where we oh. did a nerf battle okay. at the skate park. Like it was, and I'm like, this is the one, like right. this feels like a dude, perfect video when I watch sure. it. And then I upload it 400 views. <laughs> I'm mm. like, so it's like, God, well, I guess I can't put this much time into it. But then, when it came to, I mean, the video that blew up is a one minute highlight video from the contest at Woodward. What the fuck? And, and I kind of had a feeling, I didn't think it was going to be the one minute one. I thought it would be like the, the longer highlights from the contest. Because when yeah. you look at like the BMX media YouTube channels, their highest viewed videos are usually the contest highlights. So I like had a feeling that it could, and then it did. And it was like, oh my God. But like even on the way home from Woodward, I like, I literally, I like told Victoria in the car while we were driving home, like, I feel like things are going to be different now. Hmm. Even just after this contest, I feel, I feel like this is the turning point where things are going to happen. Why did you have that feeling? Because it was a culmination of things. Uh, first I was coming right off of uh, the videos that I made one, the first one was that the video I made about that stem from cinema, mm -hmm. the like top front load. Yeah. Because I, I noticed how everyone on the internet was just making fun of it sure, and making yeah. jokes about it. And I was like, I made a video. I was like, why are people so upset about this? Yeah. Thing? And, and then from there it, it kept going. I made the meme on Instagram and uh, I had the guy at cinema reached out to me and was like, thanks for what you did. Like, oh, nice. it's cool and everything. And, and I was like, well, can I have a stem for my efforts? Yeah. <laughs> and immediately he was like, yeah, what's your address? Nice. And I was like, whoa, this is kind of crazy. Yeah. And uh, so he sent it to me and I made another video and that video did pretty well. And it was, it was a really cool thing that happened. And then right just two weeks after that, I had the Grant Smith, the guy who runs BSD and owns oh, yeah. BSD, hit me up um 
letting me know about that their hub was coming and like ah. and and he wanted he said he wanted to uh or he just kind of was letting me know about the information so i could yeah. talk about it nice. and i kind of just was like what do i got to do to get my hands on one of these and he's like oh i'd love to send you one as Ooh. a gift oh and, man. and i was like whoa like this is this happening right after the cinema thing like that's yeah. crazy this is kind of blowing my mind right now and i'm like man like i was i definitely was like i can't take this for granted like i have to sure. recognize how amazing this is that this is happening and uh so i made the best videos i possibly could and and i was just stoked on it and uh from there, I was like, I kind of had a feeling just based on the fact that two different people at two different companies that make similar products even yeah. were like willing to just send me something for me trying to help them out. I was like, man, like this is pretty crazy. Oh, that's huge. And I, mean, I recognized that that was like a little bit of the beginning of the turning point. That was like okay. the start of the conversation. I was like, I feel like the cinema thing and the BSD hub and I think there was one other thing that happened. I feel like I felt like those were a little bit of the beginning when I was talking to her in the car on the way home. And I was like, I feel like after this, going home in this contest and making these videos, I feel like it's everything's going to change. Wow. I wonder if a lot of YouTubers kind of felt that same feeling when they, they finally got that breakthrough and it kind of led them down that path. Because you're obviously whatever happened right there kind of led you down a certain path i assume to where maybe you'll be you'll be doing some you know part reviews or something like that or it's just yeah yeah like i would definitely like to do that so if like anybody's listening to this but at the same time a lot of the things that i've talked about have had like a significance to them that stem I wanted to talk about that because yeah. everyone in BMX was hating on it. And I sure. wanted to be like, look, like, why is everybody hating on it? Because they <laughs> tried something different. Everybody asks for something different. Then you get it and you're like, oh my God, not that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I, I just wanted to talk about it. And then with the, the BSD hub, it was like, I kind of feel like I like helped usher in the awareness of that hub system with the mm. planetary hub mm -hmm. and then being recognized by grant at PSD for that when they're making one it was like it was a significance to it to where like i mean i don't know i i know you can relate to this too mm -hmm. in that like you don't just put any random part on your bike mm -hmm. and i don't know how i'd feel about like oh x company wants to send me yeah their random whatever to mm -hmm. review like i don't know how i'd feel about just randomly changing up my bike and putting this thing on there just to do a review on it you use what you do man you use your honesty you know what i'm saying i i think you could build a real future doing stuff like that because it's worked out well for you yeah and i'm open to it maybe i'm i'd be lucky enough to like have like another bike that is identical to mine so that I could like keep my bike set up <laughs> the way I like yeah. it. And then, and then just swap out a part on the yeah. other one and ride it for a review. But I'm also of the mindset, recognizing that responsibility that I have once again, that I can't put a set of handlebars or 
a set of anything that's supposed to be a structural, like of structural importance on your bike, on your mm -hmm. bike for two weeks and ride mm -hmm. it and then do a review on it. Because yeah. that two week review, like not to be too blunt or anything, but a two week review on a BMX part doesn't mean shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have to ride it for six months, oh, yeah. jump off a roof <laughs> and, and like really figure it out. I rode wheels for 10 years, man. <laughs> you <know>? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and, and, and why I can't be so irresponsible with my platform that I guess I'm building that I ride a set of wheels for two weeks and be like, mm -hmm. oh, they're good guys. You should oh, buy yeah, them. Yeah, they're good. I did eight ice picks. It worked out yeah. great. Yeah, like I, I didn't even case a dirt jump or I didn't case anything really big, you know, like, yeah, I, I don't I wouldn't feel right about that. So like, again, to anyone who's listening, I'm totally open to figuring out how we could do like product reviews. But at the same time, I'm never, ever in my life going to stray from who I am or my values for anyone yeah, it may not even be a review. It may be a lot. I see a lot of kind of like unboxing videos. There's one called like something therapy, maybe unbox unbox therapy, therapy, which I would love exactly. to do. Exactly. Same shit. The parts. BMX version, man. It, it's not really you reviewing it. It's you open it up, you know, talking about it. I think that be, could be dope, man. I definitely would do that. And I would probably have to have the exact same disclaimer in every yeah. single video where I'm yeah. like, look, I didn't ride this thing, so sure. it might suck, but I'm showing it to you because it's new. And because somebody wanted to pay me to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's <laughs> Which a whole lot of that going on in uh, BMX. And, and there's YouTube not. Anyways, so. there's yeah, dude. Not. Thank you, Brent. Anything else you want to get into, man? I just love talking about YouTube, to be honest with you. I could sit here <laughs> because there's not very many people that I can talk to about YouTube yeah. and like without being annoying because I uh, am legitimately obsessed with YouTube and the cool, back man. end of things. And, yeah. and I think that's how I got to be where I'm at. And I'm still like in the grand scheme of things and compared to people who are actually big on YouTube, I'm nothing, Yeah, but I'm getting, I'm, getting to a point and i uh, actually we should we should talk about like goals and things for the future yeah, because absolutely i want to make a positive impact on bmx mm -hmm. i feel like there's a lot of people in these positions and a lot of people with youtube channels and all these things that like they they're doing what they love doing and all of that and they're they're making videos that they enjoy and stuff but they're not necessarily like trying to make an impact they're just of kind of enjoying what they're doing yeah, yeah i want i'm setting out to make a positive impact on things that's why i do the news yeah that's why i call people out whenever they should be called out yeah we see and, that yeah and 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 i think that's important to think about and and i will say and i i've said this publicly before but I want to just keep holding myself to it that I want to get my YouTube channel to a point where I can do insane shit, dude, like <laughs> insane stuff. Like I've said this multiple times and I feel like I didn't see this really happen until I talked about it publicly, like literally weeks before Austin Augie announced his first jam thing where he gave away five grand was the mm -hmm. first time I ever said live on the internet that I wanted to do a contest and just give out five grand to the winner. Mm. or give out 10 grand it was weird how the timing worked but it's yeah. like i feel like when you put things out there into the universe 
other mm-hmm. things just kind of happen. Yeah. So like we've seen more of that, but like I seriously want to get to a point where if I have these relationships with companies and I and I can do these things and I'm doing well enough, I want to have a contest at a random skate park and be like, look, I'm gonna fly Logan Martin and Kyle Baldock. Yeah. I'm gonna fly anyone in who wants to come yeah. because I have it because I'm getting to that successful point. And I want you guys to ride this four foot prefab park for 10 grand. Yeah. (laughs) I want to give away more money than a contest gives away currently with sponsors and everything out of my own pocket, just for the sake of like what it could do. Yeah. I remember we talked about this. I don't know if it was on here or on your live, but we definitely had this discussion about bringing just like these giant pro names to, fucking worcester skate park (laughs) or anywhere like pick a random skate park in the middle of kansas and be like hey guys who wants to fly out i'm paying for it let's go let's do it tomorrow hell yeah man and and just things like that and then and like doing awesome stuff like i have said it so many times to my friends like i cannot wait until i can be like hey cody we rode together today here's 100 bucks because you were in my video Hey yeah. Sponge, here's a hundred bucks because you were in my video. Like right. I literally cannot wait for that. Which I think Scotty does something like that. He from what yeah, I heard. He, it seems, I mean, obviously we don't know the back end of things, but it definitely seems like he's paying the people who are in his yeah. videos, which is awesome. Like I literally cannot wait to get to that point. Mm-hmm. And and just do awesome stuff. Like I wanna I wanna giveaway bikes like give away the yeah. top of the line bike that you can even give away just because i can yeah i want to get to a point where i can do all of this stuff and i think the main reason for it is because i see people in that position who haven't had those ideas or don't want to do that or whatever it might mm-hmm. be who aren't doing that and i just i want to get there and do it so bad yeah you do that unbox therapy then you give away the part man exactly well that's the thing i just did the uh i just did a video and i guess actually i don't know when your thing's gonna come out but i just did a video with that new sprocket or not new sprocket with that sprocket where i unboxed the video part of the deal with those guys they didn't pay me or anything but part Mm -hmm. of the thing was i was like in doing this i would like to do a giveaway too so they're giving away one thing from their website to somebody who's watching like i want that to be a thing every every time or to yeah. be more to do more of that because it's a hundred percent possible to do it and i i just feel like there's so much good that can be done and and i want to do it yeah i love it man i want to throw you some props real quick man i love that you stay true to yourself it feels like these days man people only appreciate people who stay true to themselves if it like if they can relate to it or if they, if it benefits them, you know what I'm saying? But you and I are very different, but I appreciate what you're doing and I give you props, man. Just keep pushing and stop, you know, don't apologize to people. Keep doing you. That's exactly it. And I'll stand on a soapbox for two seconds to tell everyone else to be themselves too, because we have enough people who are very, very similar in the BMX world. And I feel like the BMX industry and the way things work in it breed clones and and it feels like you have to ride or be a certain way to be able to to have a chance at at making it in BMX 
And I really hope that one day we get to a place where the people who are writing for companies, actually, that is the place we're at. That's the thing, though. All of the big name pros are people who are themselves and made it to that point. But then it feels like the people under that are the ones that are trying to be like those people to make it. But what you got to realize to anyone else is that being yourself is what gets you there. Mm. And and the reality of it is if you're putting work into being someone else and being a writer, you'll make it a lot further. If you take that work you're putting into being someone else or trying to be like someone else and put it into just being who you are and taking it as far as you possibly can. The game done changed, man. You can't just be a Mike Aiken clone anymore. You got to be that and more. <laughs> exactly. So, so there's a really good saying that I guess I can feel you trying to wrap it up. So I'll no, you... come on, man. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't do me like that. I can feel it. I do podcasts. I know how it goes, but uh, <laughs> the, there's a really good saying that I feel like would be good to leave people with. It's, it's find what you do best and do it better than anyone else. That's what's up, man. Brad Moore, big ups. I'm not trying to wrap this thing up, but I got to go, man. Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. Uh, thanks for having me on here again. Oh, yeah. And I, I will come on here anytime you want because Heck I yeah. love talking about BMX, YouTube, life, perspectives, all and of that's, it. Yeah, that's the thing, man. I'm putting people on here who want to be on here. You know, I'm done. I'm done reaching out to people, man. Everyone listening, you want to get on? Hit me up. I've already made it clear. I've 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 hit up a couple of people that turned it down, and I was like, yeah, I'm done doing that. Yeah, no, <laughs> I just felt no so thanks. stupid. <laughs> yeah, we we live in a world where there's there's too much opportunity to mess with people like that. Yeah. Anyways, man, stay up. Keep doing you. Yes, you too. You're All doing right, the man. exact same thing I'm doing. You're just being yourself. All right, man. We out later. See ya. I wasn't trying to get off the damn phone, man. <laughs> I d- look i just had shit to do man but hey uh thank you brent that was uh that was awesome man a little insight into the world of a youtuber you know the shit that they kind of go through and i'm t- i'm i'm gonna reiterate i tried to make a youtube video once man and i couldn't fucking do it i told you i fucking hit the camera with the car door <laughs> like i've seen people do like car door shots you know where the car door shuts and then uh, it it, swi- it switches to a different frame. I tried to do it. I hit the damn camera and if I, my shit was over, man. And I didn't catch any fish either, dude. I didn't catch no damn fish. So wh- who's going to watch that? <laughs> Fucking YouTube. That shit's crazy, man. But some people can make it work, dude. Whatever. I think the biggest thing to take away from today is just do what do you. I've said it many times, it's 2021. Don't fucking hold back on the shit you're trying to do. Don't let me just keep saying the same shit. See, that's the problem, man. I just, I I ain't got shit else to say. I fucking, I blew my load early, man. You know? I blew my load halfway through the first season. I'm just, I'm just regurgitating the same shit I said before. (laughs) Hell yeah. Thanks for listening. I'm gonna... I'm going to think of something better to talk about. I don't mean it like that, man. Anyways, I'm rambling. I'm out. Shitsonian. Yeah, dude, sick. Thank you for listening.
Every squad like hoes fully eradicate my foes.